Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is Jill Galag, a virtual assistant for creative entrepreneurs. Now, guys, she repurposes content and she helps increase visibility and scale businesses so you can spend less time being tied to your desk. If you are spending over 30 hours, Jill is going to tell us how to cut that down. Now, today we're discussing creating the right pillar content to be repurposed, how to create and manage a repurposing strategy and repurposing hacks. Life is too short. Try to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Jill. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here. Yes, I'm so glad to have you here. Now, let me tell you, this show is in such high demand because I have to say that I know that our audience is more than excited to discuss how they can be more productive and save time using repurposed content. So we're all about living with no regrets. And I can't tell you... There's been plenty of nights that I have been creating content wishing that I repurpose something. So, Jill, <laughs> tell us how we can build a strong foundation as far as our pillar content for repurposing. Yeah, I'm really passionate with helping my clients and other people repurpose their content. I think it just helps them work less so that they can do more of the things they love because I have noticed with my clients creating content and then repurposing it is not really fun for them so I help to get to do that so um one of the foundation for that is that first is you have to be clear on the, the content that you will be creating because you can't just repurpose a content it has to be of some standard it has to be good so one thing that you can do to make sure that it's good is conducting a market research and I also ask the help of my coach if this is the service that other people would want and then I found out that it is so again it ties up to your service to your offerings with the content that you're creating so conducting that market research and asking people what do they struggle with what do they want to hear from you so that you can get the words out from them and they read your content they will be like oh it feels like like you're inside of my mind. And what's funny was that every time a potential client answers my application form, they tell me that your content speaks to me. So you want that for, for yourself too. Yes, yes. Okay, a large portion of our audience are in the digital space. What are your suggestions? Yeah, so when you're just starting out, you don't really want to overwhelm yourself. I think picking one thing that you think is fun for you to do is a really great so for example some of my clients they just pick instagram captions and that's fun for them because it's like short and then what i do is that i help turn multiple captions into a blog post so that they can be searchable on google and on pinterest 
some of my clients do podcasts as well. So what I do is I repurpose their podcast episode into a blog post and into Instagram caption. So pick one thing that you think would be fun for you, something that you won't feel like you're dreading to do. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that sounds good. I like the fact that you said that sometimes you actually take, you take multiple captions and turn those into a blog post. You also can take a blog post and turn it into multiple captions too, as well. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm interested in knowing what our audience is thinking. If you're listening in real time, you can go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick, and we're going to have this poll question posted. Do you struggle with repurposing your content? If you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions, and you can still weigh in and see the results. So Jill, please give us some ideas here of some examples of content we could recreate. Yeah. So with the podcast, first off, you can turn that into audiograms. And my client and I used to post that on Instagram stories and then on the feed as well. And then you can also turn that into a blog post. And then after that, after the blog post, you can use Pinterest to promote it. Pinterest promotes your content for you automatically. It's like low effort for you and then after that you can also turn the blog post from that podcast into multiple instagram captions so for my clients the minimum i can do for instagram captions for one blog post is two so imagine that if you have a lengthy episode you can create multiple instagram captions from that and then from that instagram captions you can pull out quotable quotes that you said and turn them into graphics Mm. that can be that can be great as shareable content okay so now we've created our pillar content and we've got some examples if we had a podcast you would pretty much do the same as a blog post what's what's something else that one of your clients are doing that you are repurposing Yeah, one of my clients has a vault of guides because uh, she's a fitness coach that she has guides for sleeping, for your night routine, etc. So what I did with those guides that she has for her clients, like I take a portion of the content inside those guides and then I repurpose it into Instagram captions and blog posts. So if you have a ton of those of guides just lying around mm-hmm. on your Google Drive, you, you can use them. All right, great. Okay, so now we've got some examples. We've created our pillar content that resonates with us and we've got some examples of some content that we could repurpose. So what's next? How do we manage and how do we build a repurposing strategy? Yeah, so the most important thing, at least for me, is to have a project management platform that you can use. For me, it doesn't matter if it's on Asana, if it's on Airtable or ClickUp. It's just something that you should already been using so that it should be something that it's easy for you to use because you may get overwhelmed with content repurposing. But having that one place so that you can see your workflow is really helpful. One of the project management platforms that I use is Asana. I really love it because it's simple, it's easy to use. And then you can also use ClickUp if you want some complexity to your system. But whatever you use, especially if you're working with the VA, you don't want things to be stored in emails. 
because with emails, it can get really confusing. So at least in a project management platform, you can just comment inside of the end and then you can see, is this content in progress for content repurposing or is it for approval? Is it done? That definitely sounds good. So whenever you're repurposing and you create that management, how are you setting reminders to say, okay, now come back and repurpose this? How are you doing it within the workflow? Yeah, so my clients send me the blog post or the podcast episode, so links to those things inside the project management platform. And then if they have like instructions for me, they will tell if there are some, they don't have instructions for me, just like gel, just do the thing. <laughs> and then, so I will just drag that card into in progress. And then once I have finished it, I will move it to for review because I always ask my clients to review something before we post it online. And then if the client has made some comments, like she wants some edits, and if it's like good to go, then we will schedule it. Okay. Now you mentioned hiring a VA or if you had a VA. So that's what so many of us really need to have in our lives. Someone who is a good go-to and I'm leery with the word virtual assistant because it's more than just an assistant. A lot of times it's like your virtual lifeline. Can you tell us from your experience, if you need to hire a virtual lifeline or virtual assistance, which most people call, or maybe a remote worker, how do we start out? And what if our budget is small? So what is it that you're looking for? Maybe not you at this point because you've moved beyond, but maybe if your budget is small, but you've got some things that you really want so you can grow and maybe you can grow together. What would you suggest? Yeah, so my best advice for this is that before you even hire someone, even if it's not a VA, you should know at least the basics of the tasks that you are outsourcing so that you're not left in the dark when, when someone is taking over that task. So you don't have to be an expert on that thing. Just, you know, know the basics. When you are hiring someone, and I know I'm a bit of a control freak, so this is, this is like a scary but also an exciting part in your business. So you can ask for referrals for from your business friends, from other people that you met online, like who are their VAs. If your budget is small, you can ask if they can take on a small amount of hours. If I really also like the client, okay, I know you have this small budget. My minimum is usually 10 hours per month, but because I would really work with you, yeah, let's make it work. Like maybe you can ask them, if they're willing to work a smaller amount of hours, if they're on a hourly package. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now in dealing with that, what, how do you like to receive the work? Now I know you've given us some examples as far as using a workflow and those different things. Now, is it best that we have standard operating procedures or can you hire someone to help you create those standard operating procedures? What would be your advice and thoughts on that? Yeah, with guys I have worked with, sometimes I was the one who created these workflows. And then sometimes they have already the standard operating procedure. So if you don't have an SOP, just be upfront with the, with the VA, with the one, with the person that you're hiring. And if they're okay with that, then great. Right. Okay. And then where would you say would be a good place to find a virtual assistant? Yeah, because uh, my favorite is Instagram. Some of my clients have found me just by searching on the explore page. They just type in virtual assistant 
and content repurposing manager and then on Facebook. You see on Facebook groups, there are other people looking for a VA. So then you can just stop the comments. Okay. Somebody who fits your needs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. And also whenever you are working, what are some of the things that make you feel valued as that virtual employee? So I think this is mine because this is like one of my love languages is that words of affirmation, just like telling your VA or someone that you work with that they are doing great. And then also giving feedback. I think giving feedback is a nice way that it's, it's just something that Something something that is needed uh, in the industry as well to make sure that the VA is that the VA knows that she's doing something really well because I've also worked with other people. They didn't give me feedback. They didn't give me anything like positive or negative. So I was like left in the dark. Oh, hey, what am I, am I doing good? So yeah, just giving feedback and telling them that you appreciate them if you really do appreciate them. Right, right. Okay. All right. We know that virtual assistants and remote workers just really are the backbone to so many small businesses outside of, yes. And it's, and, and outside of what you've already shared, what are some of your productivity and repurposing hacks? Yeah. So with repurposing hacks is that one tip would be to start small. So pick like your top three repurposing formats. For example, if you have a podcast, then you have a podcast, you can turn it into a blog post and then an Instagram caption. That's three. So maybe someday you would like to promote it on Pinterest and then you would like to add on email marketing, like repurposing your content for email marketing. But just like the start, especially if you don't have anyone to help you with yet, just starting. So it's just, you're just in the zone and you're not overwhelming yourself. And then as for productivity tips, having at least this works for me, but having a solid morning routine just helps me get in the zone because when I use my phone in the morning and I'm like bombarded with social media news, I'm just stressed and I can't really focus like for the rest of the day. So having a morning routine for me and my morning routine is like simple. It's one hour long. So whatever that looks like for you, just stick to it. Okay. That sounds great. Oh, right. Now that we've come to the part of the show that it's really about giving back. And this is the part of the show where we go in deeper for our audience and it's called the mentoring moment segment. So Jill, please share some of your wisdom with us. So this is just a great question for you. What advice about life would you give to your younger self? Yeah, that's such a nice and sweet question. I think my younger self would need to hear that consistency is a must in whatever you do. And because when I was young, I have a lot of hobbies, but then I never really stuck with them. I think the only thing I stuck with was blogging. And that's what led me to here, like being a VA and being a content repurposing manager, because I really like content creation and repurposing. So I think that's one of one of the beautiful things that 
has happened to me as well. I think it's a really big thing because last year, like I was just like putting out content and showing up on Instagram stories. But then and other people were like praising me for it. Like you make great, great content or that. I love your energy on Instagram stories. But like that kind of quote-unquote success doesn't translate financially. Like I wasn't signing clients then. And then I realized as weeks went by, as months went by, and then I started getting these clients and I started getting these referrals that the foundation was there, which was consistency. Okay. That was just wonderful because I think consistency is so key to success. A lot of times we think that we're just taking steps that we're just going around in circles, but the thing is just to continue to take those steps and then we'll get to where we'd like to be. But the problem is we don't always take steps. We stop and we do something else. So I think that is great advice. Great advice. Jill, you have been so helpful. I know that our audience will want to reach out to you and they will want to learn more and follow you and maybe hire you as well, as long as you have the availability. And please tell everyone where you can be found. Yay. So my website is Hello Gel Media, which is H-E-L-O-G-E-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And then my handle for across my social media accounts are like the same Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse at Hello Gel Media. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jail. Thank you so much as well for be for inviting me. This is my first time being a guest in podcast. And to be honest, this is like a dream come true. Oh, you're so amazing. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.